ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Reddit Readings, the best show on the internet. We are coming at you hard and heavy today with episode 142, and we are jumping into r slash nuclear revenge. If you like our show, want to support us, or just want more, take a second to check out our Patreon. There is a bonus episode released over there every Wednesday that is exclusive. It's just like the rest of the episodes, but you only get it if you're on our Patreon. You can also check out our YouTube channel. There'll be a link in the description somewhere to some of the other awesome content that we're creating for you guys. But without further ado, they say revenge is a dish best served hot, and this one is hot out the microwave. Episode 142, ladies and gentlemen, nuclear revenge. Grab your tea and your popcorn, and let's go. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back. Our first one this morning, still hot and steamy, ready to go, is from Perfect Hamburger 812. Steal my money. Take my house. Put me into debt. Now, it's time for me to ruin your life. My ex stole from me close to 90,000 euros, which I saved up for nine years. And when I took her to court, I lost due to lack of evidence. At that moment, I felt destroyed and lost it all. She even sued me for emotional damages and I had to pay 55,000 euros. So I was forced to sell my house and take a big loan from the bank. I stayed with a friend who helped me get some good lawyers and we just found an amazing one. In one day, he helped me so much and he even helped me get info on who took money from my bank account. Something was wrong. 29th of June, a transaction happened in my name. I never made it. I was not in the country at the time. Well, 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 would you look at that? I was ready to get back into court when I found out that she bought my house. Well, I have a safe that I never told her about hidden in the bathroom behind the cabinet. Well, she ruined my life. Why not ruin hers even more? So I had an accomplice that helped me buy some drugs, worth about 400 euros, and used a friend to hide it there. The safe has a four-digit code, that being 0000, never got to change it to something else. And before taking her to court again, I had that same friend who hid the drugs turn her in. It took about a week for the cops to receive a mandate to search the house. 
They found nothing in the first two hours, and they wouldn't have. If my friend hadn't forgotten to leave the safe door open. That 400 euros worth of drugs are equal to 5,000 euros in fines and 12 years in prison. Well, I am not done yet. Court time again. I had my lawyer get the footage from when the money from the bank was transferred and also I had a document showing that I was not in the country at the time. We also found out the account to which the money was sent to. The name was that of my ex. Well, look how the tables have just turned. My lawyer also demanded payment for emotional damage, all the money that was stolen, the house, and also money equivalent to two times the debt I had in the bank, which is equal to about 140,000 euros. The look on her face when everything came crashing down on her was totally worth it. And on top of the 12 years from drug possession, she received an additional 25 years for theft and false testimony. Enjoy it, bitch. Well, that one was definitely nuclear. And our next one's even more. From Asho Mort, I didn't go nuclear. I went supernova. Just a little background to start off. I was an exterminator for better than a decade and was only a few credits shy of a degree in entomology. Needless to say, I know my stuff when it comes to anything one might consider creepy and or cruelly. With this being said, I was a specialist for the absolute worst kinds of infestations. I treated for bedbugs, small cousins to ticks that only drink human blood. I bet you think you know where this is going. And just to cut you off, no. I never intentionally infested anyone. In fact, the revenge in this story isn't even for me. It was for what turned out to be one of the sweetest women I have ever met. For the purposes of the story, we're going to call her Mary. And Mary was a nurse in World War II. I was called out to Mary's home by the management of the subsidized apartments. She'd complained about a small bug issue. What I found when I got there was not a small bug issue and it still haunts me to this day. When Mary answered the door, she was covered in bedbugs, her hair, her clothes, even crawling on her hands. Without going into too much grisly detail about insect biology, this is not normal. Bedbugs don't like touching human skin, and they don't hunt when people are up and moving. That is why the bed is the most prevalent place to find them, and thus, the name. I immediately called an ambulance, waited on them to arrive and warned them about the very real possibility that any way they took her would be in severe danger of being infested if they didn't do something to decontaminate her. The poor woman was suffering from anemia and it was luck of biology she hadn't gone into toxic shock from the number of bites she had received. When she was rushed off, after having been hosed off, literally sprayed with a hose and having her clothes taken from her in semi-private, revenge mode started. Bed bug treatments are expensive, very expensive, and I had made a lot of contacts with local departments of social services and adult protective services, 
because of the amount of charity of work I had done. Every single one of them got a phone call. Subsidized apartments have rules, including that they have to make routine checks. For an infestation to get to that level, it had gone unchecked for years. She had been being eaten alive for years. I called the local news, warned every neighbor, and collected statements about exactly how often the maintenance staff and maintenance had entered the apartments. Once DSS and APS were done, I urged every single person who was put in jeopardy of infestation to file civil suits and recommended a lawyer I had done some work for in the past. He was more than happy to take the cases as a class action suit. By the end, I had the manager of the apartments arrested for elderly abuse and neglect, and the entire staff from the top down fired. They had been falsifying paperwork saying they had been inside the apartments, performing routine maintenance and generally scamming the government for services they didn't actually provide. I visited Mary for a while after that, checking in, seeing as it didn't seem anyone else had in a long time. She was a wonderful person, and she never deserved to have to live like that. Her health recovered for a while, but time eventually came for her. I'll never forget her, or forgive the people that allowed it to happen in the first place. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Well, let's all hope when that man goes to prison, his bed is riddled with bedbugs. That would certainly be poetic justice. Our next one is from Digital Girly. One in 20 years paying the bitch back. Some time back, I was hired to a company by a CEO I had previously worked for somewhere else. He was a good friend. So when his newest company wasn't achieving sales, he headhunted me to join the new one. The company hadn't made a sale in two years. Year one, the software product was in beta, so it wasn't ready to be sold. Year two, they realized using the tech staff to make high-end sales to C-level executives was the shittiest sales model one could conceptualize. In general, and there are exceptions of course, these two personality types don't speak the same language. Tech people talk tech, buyers talk benefits, and how the potential product fills needs. I bridge the gap well by translating tech speak into natural conversational language, so buyers can better understand how their needs will be filled. The job was an hour and a half drive one way from my home, so the CEO said I could work from home so long as I kept the sales management tool current. It's where you keep the notes of each prospect's status. Came to important meetings and made sure the executive team had daily sales reports. The first month I made the daily free hour commute because I needed to have solid, constant interaction with all the departments to rapidly form my sales strategy and develop a two-way confidence level with the section heads. 
Once I had a handle on things, I was ready to launch my sales plan. In the meantime, the CEO hired a VP of sales, Bitch Boss, who started four days before I hit the ground running to get in front of buyers. She was a VP coming from the banking industry and had a long career in sales and marketing in financial products. I hated her from the moment she arrived. She knew fuck all about tech and I spent a huge amount of time trying to orient her, which wasn't ideal because I needed to work on my sales strategy. They brought her on board because she had strong experience gaining financial investors. Nonetheless, I forged ahead. Traveled to a target state and spent 19 days crisscrossing it. When I came back, I had 17 contracts from buyers totaling about $2 million in sales. My CEO was overjoyed. Fast forward six months and now working from home, I'm rocking and rolling. Sales are strong, CEO is happy, good things are happening. Bitch boss has landed an investor willing to drop $6 million into the company and they're coming into town for a discovery meeting. She asks me to drive up because they specifically want to meet the salesperson. Seconds before walking in the door for the big meeting, Bitch Boss pulls me aside and says she needs me to back her up on lies she's told them. Basically, she doubled my sales numbers. I told her there was no way I was going to do that. She says the CEO has okayed the lie. We get to the part in the talk where the investor is looking over my inflated sales number on the prospectus, then directly asks me how many sales I'm making in a month. Bitch Boss is behind me, waving her arms. But I was having none of it and answered truthfully. He looks, staring at the document which has the false numbers listed while she's giving me the stink eye behind him. No one dares to say a word absolute dead silence. I ask to see the document, and fates have aligned allowing me to solve the dilemma. I explain the first two numbers were transposed, they correlated well to my real sales versus inflated sales if you flip-flop the first two digits. Potential investors are satisfied and we move on. Switch gears, about a week later I was meeting with the CIO in his office and he referred to my big tits. Now, I am no shrinking violet, but it stunned me because it was so unexpected. That night, I was chatting with my BFF, who happens to be a lawyer, and I told him about it in a casual conversation. He said I should tell the CEO so he can address it. Thinking along smart business practices, I decided to tell Bitch Boss, to whom I directly report as proper protocol, since we don't have a HR department yet. Side note, I also reported directly to the CIO as a boss since my new role was a muddy mix of sales and tech. Next day, CEO calls me and I take him through it, telling him it's not a big deal to me but to make sure he talked to the CIO so it didn't happen again. He says he'll do it right away. Two days later, I check in with him and CEO still hadn't talked to the CIO because the investors were in town. I gently pushed him to get it done, and casually mentioned my best friend who happened to be a lawyer was the one who urged me to tell him because any good CEO would want to know about it. I reiterated I'm not mad or upset. The only word he heard was lawyer. He went apeshit that I was bringing a lawyer into the mix. Now this guy was my good friend, we'd worked together at two companies for years. I calmed him down, 
or so I thought, explaining that I only wanted him to talk to the CIO. I also told him I hadn't brought a lawyer into it, that I had been innocently chatting with my best friend who just happened to be a criminal defense attorney. He seemed okay, and we hung up. The next day, I'm working as usual. I get a call from an attorney who explains the company has hired her regarding my sexual harassment claim. I am flummoxed and adamantly told her that was not the case, that I had no claim against the company. She said otherwise. And that's when everything changed. Dramatically. CEO was furious with me for bringing this on when investors were looking at us. His reaction set the tone which filtered down. The company began to retaliate against me. Bitch Boss now made it her mission to make my life hell, forgetting to tell me about important meetings I was supposed to attend, freezing me out when I was in the office, telling me I could no longer even speak to the CEO. A problem, since I'm selling a multi-million dollar tech product, needing his input and I directly report to him as my other boss. Denying me a long-planned approved vacation, basically anything that she could devise to screw me over, she was gleefully working it. Coinciding with this was a serious health problem I had developed, ultimately requiring surgery. My illness had no impact on my work as I was able to work from home, which made things easier on me health-wise. Bitch Boss then decided I needed to come into the office every day despite a three-hour round-trip commute. Now I know you're thinking, why didn't I just leave? Just get another job somewhere else. I needed the health insurance. There was no way to turn around another job fast enough and I had a complex surgery scheduled requiring three surgeons for my procedure. My doctor gave me a note for them which released me from having to make the daily commute so I could continue to work at home. As long as my work didn't suffer, they legally couldn't force me to commute, especially since working from home was part of my employment contract from the outset. The night before my surgery, Bitch Boss calls to tell me they've cancelled my health insurance. After hanging up with Bitch Boss, I collapsed on the floor in a faint. I was so, so sick and mentally exhausted from the stress. The next morning, the CEO frantically calls me to talk to me. My mum refuses to let him. I'm on official leave as of that morning and we're heading to the hospital. CEO had told their lawyer about cancelling my health insurance, and she chewed him a new asshole, telling him it was illegal. They immediately reinstated my insurance. In the two weeks I was out, my mum had found a lawyer for me, and it was clear shenanigans were going on. I still needed them as an employer because I was in no shape to rigorously job hunt while recovering. Turns out, all the bullshit they were doing to me was illegal. Companies aren't allowed to retaliate against employees when they report nefarious acts against them. I met with my new lawyer who said I had an excellent claim for retaliation and took me on. He said I had to continue working there while he did things to stay within protocol while he filed the EEOC claim. Now it's time for me to return to work. The company had relocated, planned, during my absence and Bitch Boss refused to tell me where, so I couldn't come back to work. Company lawyer told them they had to tell me, so Bitch Boss gives me directions, wrong directions, making me late on day one. I walk into the new office, and it looks like any other place except for one thing. There is a wide open area directly in front of the CEO's glass office with a single desk in the middle of it. Welcome to my new desk. Also, I wasn't allowed to do sales anymore. In fact, I wasn't allowed to do anything. At all. Period. 
They had hired a bunch of new people to the company and they treated me like a pariah. Well, it turns out Bitch Boss had gone to them, telling them a pack of lies, and that if they uh, know what's good for them, they'll stay away from me. Since I had nothing to do, but couldn't just sit there looking like a dope, I worked on documenting everything being done to me per my lawyer's advice. I was meticulous in my note-taking. Bitch Boss began writing me up stupid stuff like not answering my phone on the first ring and for asking questions during company-wide meetings, asking to see my personnel file, which employees are legally entitled to do, although not entitled to photocopy any of it. Each time she wrote me up, I had to sign the write-up. There was a space for me to reply to it, so I consistently wrote, I do not agree with this assessment. It infuriated her so much she wrote me up again for writing the statement that I did not agree with it. There were several instances where she called me into her office and literally began screaming at me loudly and enthusiastically. I wouldn't engage though. My standard answer to everything was okay, which made her apologetic. At one point, she's inches from my face, screaming, her face beat red, and I just sat there with a dreamy expression whilst envisioning her blowing a vein in her head, stroking out. I infuriated her with my equanimity. Still and all, I was in it to win it at this point. It didn't matter what new humiliation they dished out. I took it all with a bland face, then went back to my desk and documented it in my notebook. She loathed my notebook, sure that I was doing exactly what I was doing, documenting, because it was my personal property though, she couldn't take it from me. I had to carry all my belongings with me everywhere, company-wide meetings, the bathroom, lunch, because I caught her one time going through my desk drawer, in my fucking purse. Although it gave me great joy to write a note reading, fuck you, which I left in my backpack, and jerry-rigging it so I could tell if she went into it. Which she did. I withstood it all with a brave face, only breaking down once I left for the day. My attorney took a lot of sobbing phone calls during this period. Finally, the day comes that my attorney has what he needs and I can resign better still. He advises I don't have to give a two-week notice. I come back from lunch, I type up my letter with one sentence, I resign immediately. I take it into the HR guy, who also took part in their evil machinations and handed it to him. His mouth forms an O shape and he half stands up from his chair as he reads it. He looks up and I give him a smile and say bye bye, just as sweet as pie, walked out the door and drove home feeling mighty fine. One month later, my lawyer and I are off to EEOC office along with the CEO, bitch boss and their lawyer so the EEOC can review my claim. In my state, you can't just bring a lawsuit against a company for things like harassment and retaliation. Claims must first be evaluated by the EEOC, and then if they determine you have enough grounds to file a lawsuit, they issue a right-to-sue document. My lawyer presented my case logically and forthright, detailing all of the evidence. It took him 40 minutes to go through it all. Then they presented their side with allegations of my poor employment along with their evidence which were copious amounts of write-ups bitch boss had written. 
EEOC asks about the timeline of the write-ups, inquiring if they're before or after my claim occurred. Pitch Boss, wearing a smug, self-satisfied smile, states they were all prior to my claim, as noted by the date on each document. EEOC lady looks at my lawyer. My lawyer looks at me. I look at Bitch Boss, then serenely pull out my photocopies of the documents. While handing them to the EEOC lady, Bitch Boss barks, She's not supposed to have those! They're company property! I show EEOC lady that the dates have clearly been altered by Bitch Boss. She had made copies with the dates blanked out, then backdated them. You see, whenever she wrote me up, they made me take the document personally to the CEO and put it in my own personnel file. Along the way, though, I stopped at the copier and took copies. She never knew I did this. You could have heard a pin drop. EEOC lady reviews the copies, then slowly sets them on the table. She didn't say a thing for a long time. Then she spoke. I can remember her words exactly to this day. I have seen a lot of ill-treatment and illegal undertakings by both employees and employers, including forged or altered documents, but I have never seen someone so incredibly stupid to present documents this easily disproved. Not only are employees entitled to receive and keep a copy of formal write-ups, but reading these ridiculous allegations, it's obvious you are trying to manufacture your case. She went on to say I had a clear case for a lawsuit, and moreover, I would win. She recommended their side go in another room and determine a settlement amount to pay me immediately or risk the lawsuit. They went to a nearby office, and I could hear the lawyer dressing them down. Words I heard included, lied to me, lied to EEOC, presenting false documents, broke so many laws, figure out a number big enough to pay us so this doesn't go to court because we will lose. They came back with a $50,000 offer, which we accepted. My lawyer and I left, then did a football touchdown dance in the parking lot. Looking up at the EEOC window, I could see Bitch Boss in the window looking miserable and crying. She had just been fired. That was my year one revenge. Now I'm not a hateful person. I get mad and I get over it. But for Bitch Boss, I nurtured hatred and vowed to one day get revenge. So I kept tabs on her and discovered she opened a finance marketing company after she was fired. Then I waited. I waited a year before exacting my petty delight. For the past 18 years, I've executed a wonderful, soul-refreshing project. Each year, I go to her website and write down all the work, email addresses, and phone numbers for the employees. Then I subscribed them all to get more information from places like online schools, online insurance companies, all those bullshit aggressive organizations that keep your contact information longer than a gypsy fucking curse while trying to sell you stuff. The last few years, I subscribed them to an email bomb service, where the service takes the address and instantly subscribes it to thousands of newsletters. Request for more information feeds and other online buyers of email addresses for marketing services. I tested it with a burner email and it wreaks havoc on your inbox with thousands of emails received within seconds. And they never fucking stop. 
you literally have to close down the email because it cannot be salvaged. Each year when I go to collect the contact information, all the emails have been changed to new ones. Last year, my cousin took a job in the same building. I enlisted her help and she made it a point to befriend a receptionist working for Bitch Boss. After executing my yearly plan, my cousin went to lunch with her. The receptionist was in a foul mood and explained the entire organization was in disarray because the IT guys had to redo all the emails again. It keeps happening over and over and over. Nobody can figure out why. She says the owner, Bitch Boss, has had to get her cell phone number replaced three times because of all the texts and phone calls she gets whenever it happens again. Sometimes Bitch Boss would have her phone number on the website, which I duly subscribed to everything under the sun. The best part for me was hearing how she lost mega clients because they felt the company was in too much turmoil so often. The thought of this keeps me warm and cozy at night and I sleep so very, very well. Holy shit, that wasn't just nuclear revenge, that was nuclear revenge and salting the fucking earth afterwards. That was an excellent story, guys. I hope you enjoyed that one. Thank you very much for joining us. Feel free to go check out our YouTube. I will see you guys in the next episode. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, 
offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.